the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 16th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On June 16, 1858, accepting the Illinois Republican Party's nomination for the U.S. Senate, Abraham Lincoln said the slavery issue had to be resolved. He said, and we've all heard, a house divided against itself cannot stand. That was true then. It is true now. Today in 1903, Ford Motor Company was incorporated. Today in 1941, National Airport opened for business in Washington, D.C. We now know it as Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Today in 1978, President Jimmy Carter signed away the Panama Canal to Panama. Today in 2015, Donald Trump launched his successful campaign to become president of the United States. You may recall he and his wife came down the escalator, down into the lobby, quite dramatically, and he gave a speech as to why he was going to be running for president. Today in 2020, a statue of Christopher Columbus that had stood in a St. Louis park for 134 years was removed. The park officials, the park officials, not not the radicals on the street shouting and putting spray paint on everything. The park officials said they had decided to take it down because it symbolized a, quote, historical disregard for indigenous peoples. That's a sign or a symptom of where this nation is going. And that's why we do this program every day. Yesterday I mentioned on the program that we need your support. These months are difficult. The budget is there. And we need a few more people to step up and help us. I particularly singled out Portland and KPDQ that were on in Portland where people are listening down into the Willamette Valley, Salem and beyond, all through Clark County and out to the coast in southwest Washington. I want to tell you, I, I felt the Lord really spoke to our hearts when we put this program on in Portland. Um, we have been... I say this very humbly. We have been graciously and highly accepted in the markets where this is heard, in Arizona and California and Washington State for sure, all across Washington, Seattle. Um, We are not meeting budget in Portland. And I want to tell you today why it's important to me and to us that this program is on in Portland. And this would apply to Seattle, too, but just give me a couple of minutes and let me outline this. And I'd like to ask you, those of you who are listening on KPDQ, I'd like to ask you just to pray about it and just ask the Lord if you should be a part of this. If not, that's fine, and we'll do what we need to do. But just listen up 
and the rest of you just about two and a half minutes here because this applies to Seattle as well and you'll know when I uh, when I share some thoughts with you left-wing Oregon decriminalized drugs Oregon and Washington kind of echo one another culturally when one state does something it isn't long before the other assisted suicide the whole drill we've all watched it over the years but left-wing Oregon decriminalized drugs and the results are predictably catastrophic. This is just one reason why this program, I believe, should be on in this area of, of, of Portland, Willamette Valley, Oregon, and southwest Washington. In 2020, 58% of Oregon voters approved a ballot measure that decriminalized the hardest of hard drugs, including cocaine, fentanyl, heroin, and meth. If you're caught holding a small amount of these drugs, the only punishment is a $100 ticket. Put another way, holding and doing hard drugs in Oregon is the equivalent of a busted taillight. Even so, unlike a taillight, the state makes it easy to get out of the drug ticket. All you have to do is call a hotline for some kind of a health assessment. The results of these policies are catastrophic for people and for neighborhoods and the culture and certainly the kids. The kids are killing themselves, and parents are wondering what's wrong. A mere 16 months after this approach went into effect, overdose deaths hit an all-time high in 2021 of 1,069. That's a 41% increase from 2020. I'm talking about Oregon. And pretty much no one is seeking treatment. When getting people into the treatment was the primary selling point of the ballot measure in the first place, as I understand it. According to the Lund report, after one year, just 136 people had entered treatment, less than 1% of those helped by Measure 110. But the actual number, by all accounts, is probably even lower. The range of the fallout goes well beyond drug users. District Attorney Kevin Barnett of Washington County, that's a part of the greater Portland area. That's like Snohomish County to King, I suppose, something like that. But attorney, but, but the District Attorney Kevin Barnett, he said, what we're absolutely seeing is that as drug possession has been decriminalized, property crimes have increased, and so has violent crime. Police in rural parts of Oregon also say they're seeing more theft as people steal to feed their children. Their, I mean, their addiction. <laughs> they're not feeding their children. Portland, the state's largest city, as you know, set an all-time record with 90 murders in 2021. Police in Multnomah County, that includes downtown Portland, the city. Multnomah County, they link to, the, to these two measure 110, saying there's been a rise in homicides tied to drug turf wars, between gangs, random shooting in the streets. We're seeing the same thing in Seattle. The streets of downtown Portland, Oregon, resemble an air, an open-air drug market, Fox News reported recently. Hard drug use is rampant and often visible on city streets. Portland police officers drive by homeless addicts buying and using and don't stop. Not because the police are bad, it's because the policies are bad. They're restrained from so much of what they are hired to do. Currently, of all the states in the United States, all 50 states, 
Oregon has the second highest rate per capita in addiction. That's an incredible one in five in Oregon are now drug addicts. My heart breaks for the plight of addicts. I was a youth pastor for too many years. I've seen kids go out on LSD and all the rest of it. I've seen these drugs come and go. They kill kids slowly, sometimes quickly. But they kill the kids, and now it's the adults as well. Oregon is a hotspot for disaster. The same kinds of policies exist in Washington State and California as well. This is why this program is on the air. I will tell you, this is why I do what I do every day. If I can change and touch one person's life, and we touch many, I am humbled by how many people listen to this program. People who do not agree with what I'm saying, but they listen. Maybe they're amazed that anybody would believe what I believe. I don't know what they believe or are thinking, but I know they're listening because sometimes they tell us they are. They can't believe the claims that we make, biblical claims in a secular culture. But if our if our hearts break for addicts, that same heart should be outraged against the state and the policies and the elected officials, so-called public public servants, that are deliberately creating more and more addicts through the insane idea of decriminalization. And that goes not just in the area of drugs. This is all across in every part of, the, of our social construct, every part of our culture. These guys are out there making these policies while they destroy the culture in general and they're killing your kids. And the kids that are surviving this are being so indoctrinated, they don't even know who they are. They don't even know if they're a man or a woman. There needs to be clear voices. I'm not suggesting I'm the only one. I know I'm not. But I am one, and God has put this in my heart. And I'm just simply asking you to stand with me. I need your help. I can't do this alone. I need you to stand with me. Each month, the budget rolls around, and it's a pretty significant budget. I don't mind the budget. I don't mind the responsibility of it, but I, I'm just saying I can't do it alone. And I need you to pray about it. And if you don't feel this is worthwhile, then I understand that. But at least pray about it and talk to the Lord about it. I know what he said to me, and I'm thinking he might speak to your heart in the same way that he spoke to mine. If our heart breaks for addicts and all of this kind of destruction that we see in our culture today, the answer shouldn't be, well, what can I do about it? I'm only one person. Well, it's been said long ago, not by me, but it was true. Man, if we can light one candle in the darkness, it makes a difference. And I'm asking you to help me, to stand with me. I'll tell you, this is what happens when progressives rule. Democrat voters, in the case of drugs in Oregon, they the ballot was on, was the measure was on the ballot. But these people worry about everything but what matters. They worry about belly buttons and boys might be girls and girls might be boys and all of this kind of thing. The fallout is always the same. There's more death. There's more corruption. There's more lawlessness. It all is tied to what we believe. As a man thinketh in his heart, 
so is he. I just simply want to make a kind of a last appeal. I'm not going to talk about this anymore, but just make an appeal. Please consider supporting us and helping us. The support is strong. Make no mistake. But we need your support in Oregon and Southwest Washington. So thank you in advance. Our address for all of you, you guys in Arizona, don't start thinking, oh, well, Gary's doing great here. He doesn't need me now. Where else? No, 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 no. Uh, We need your help everywhere, every month. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also contribute online on our website, faithandfreedom.us. These are fearful times. People's hearts are failing them for fear, just as the Bible predicted. That's why Isaiah wrote in 41.10, Fear not, I'm reading from the New King James, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says, For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can be confidently, we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Paul wrote to Second Timothy, a young pastor. One of the, that was the last letter that Paul wrote before he, they took his life for preaching the gospel. But Paul said, for God, for God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound, excuse me, a sound mind or self-control. The psalmist wrote, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Moses wrote in Deuteronomy, be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. And on and on the Bible goes. And verse after verse, we could spend the day reading verses. I would like to do that, in fact. And we all should, privately. But the Bible is full of verses that say, don't be afraid. There are people who hide themselves and they remove themselves. They say, I don't listen to news anymore. Well, shame on you. I mean, you should know what's going on, but choose your sources. Because God does not intend that we have a spirit of fear, but he does intend that we are informed. And that's what we try to do on this program. I think we're all familiar with the whipping at the border Remember when the picture started appearing last fall, September, October-ish, I think it was? Border Patrol agents whipping migrants, illegal entering the United States? It was so distasteful that before any investigation had begun, President Biden promised they would pay for this bad behavior. He came out, the President of the United States, grabbed the microphone and all the cameras available, and he said, these men will pay. As it turned out, more pictures... And the voluntary accounts of people who were actually at the border that day showed conclusively that, well, you probably already know. No, the Border Patrol wasn't whipping anyone. These people are so radical, they are so fired up against anybody that's trying to bring order, particularly conservatives, particularly Christian conservatives, 
that they just react. They're triggered by anything they think they can get an edge or an advantage politically. These Border Patrol people weren't whipping anybody. Horsemen know that. And so does the general public if they get a good look at it. And they did. These guys were riding horses and they have long reins. Reins, (laughs) boys and girls, are how you guide the horse, like a steering wheel in your car in downtown Seattle. You kind of got to maneuver through the, you know, that's what they do with the horse. And some of you listening know full well what I'm talking about because you're riders. But I'll tell you, if it wouldn't have been exposed by, number one, the guy that took the pictures, and number two, by people who are saying, wait a minute, now let's take a closer look at this guy with this horse who's whipping these, these illegals. He's guiding his horse. He's not whipping the illegals. So all of this began to come out. They were simply doing their job by trying to turn back illegals flooding across the Rio Grande River because of the policies of this president. There is a whipping at the border, but it's the Biden administration doing the whipping. Here's what's happening now in the last few days. Let's fast forward from then to now. Back then, Insider published an article joining in the chorus against the Border Patrol. This was kind of the narrative that was in most of the newspapers back in September of 2021. The article said, quote, President Joe Biden said Border Patrol agents who whipped as Haitian migrants with horse reins as they attempted to cross the Rio Grande in Del Rio, Texas, this week will face punishment for their outrageous actions. President Biden immediately reacted publicly, the insider said, and this is just one of many articles that were essentially saying the same thing. He said, I promise you those people will pay. There will be consequences. It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. This is Biden speaking. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. White House press secretary at the time, Jen Psaki. She's now gone. There's another woman there. But she repeatedly called the images and footage horrific and horrible. The Department of Homeland Security announced that it opened an investigation into the agent's actions. Horrible stuff. Insider noted that DHS has jumped into the fray. The footage is extremely troubling. Department of Homeland Security. The footage is extremely troubling. This was in September. And the facts learned from the full investigation, which will be conducted swiftly, will define the appropriate disciplinary actions to be taken. Did you get this? The president of the United States became the judge and jury of some guys whom, where he's never visited as president. I don't think he's been down. No, I'm pretty sure he hasn't been down there. And he's he is he is passing judgment on these guys who are down there trying to save the nation from his cockamamie policies. So that's the problem with the whipping. It wasn't the guy on the horse whipping anybody. It's the president of the United States whipping the border patrol, just like Black Lives Matter and their associates, including the president of the United States, have been whipping, whipping the people in the cities. Their businesses have been burned. Their front glasses have been broken out of their businesses. People have been shot and killed on the streets of Seattle and Portland by these mobs, and little to no action has been taken. Really, they haven't. 
I don't want to say it again, but Mayor Jenny calling Capitol Hill a couple of years ago, a summer of love. It was anything but that. Fox News reported that the Department of Homeland Security is preparing to discipline multiple horseback border patrol, this was yesterday, involved in the infamous whipping of Haitian migrants at the U.S.-Mexican border. Fox said yesterday that a federal source has told them that a public announcement is, is expected in the next few days. The source said that DHS will be putting forth proposals to discipline the agent. Wait a minute. I thought these guys didn't do anything. They didn't. <laughs> but they couldn't find anything to accuse them of legally after all of these accusations have been made by the President of the United States and others in his, in his administration. So since they couldn't find anything to nail them on legally, now they're taking a different approach and they're going to charge because the president promised there's going to be consequences. doesn't matter if they were right or wrong. The perception of the president was that they were wrong. So anytime there's a perception of wrongness on the part of somebody, they're, they're guilty. I'm not overstating that. So here you have now the president said, well, they're going to pay. So all of his minions are cir circling around the, in the White House saying, man, these guys, well, we can't charge them with whipping because yeah, we've got these pictures. They didn't whip anybody. What are we going to do? Well, they came up with this. They're going to charge them with, I'm quoting here, administrative viol violations that do not amount to criminal conduct. The criminal conduct has been cleared. But we know that they've, they have uh, broken administrative uh, rules and they're guilty of administrative violations. And we are in the process of discovering what those are. I've seen that in third world countries working in missionary work. It's kind of commonplace there. I never thought I'd see the day when the United States of America and the president of the United States sitting at the resolute desk in, in the Oval Office would be Come the judge. That's dictatorial. That's the way it works in these countries. I've built churches there. I've preached there. I've dealt with these people. That's the way little dictators operate their countries. I've never seen anything like this before. Yes, I support the Border Patrol. God bless them. But this is about that and much more. The National Border Patrol Council president of the Del Rio sector said yesterday, he told the Daily Caller, he said from the beginning they had been convicted by the White House. And he's right. They had. Fox also noted in an article they published yesterday that ABC, CBS, and NBC pushed the demoked plane, or claim that Border Patrol agents were whipping Haitian migrants. But they never bothered to inform viewers that it was discredited. That's not surprising. But I hope it still bothers you a little bit. It does me. That isn't right. It isn't right on all levels. Morally, from a just a cultural point of view, the big boys, the legacy media, as they're called sometimes now, ABC, CBS, and NBC, they're out there reporting this with their smug look on their face. And I, I don't say this with any, maybe a little bit of cynicism, but not very much. But that's not my intent. But they're, they, they're out there with that smug, I'm important, I'm more important than the news look on their face. 
ABC, CBS, NBC, all of them. And they're out there reporting this story, and they they parse the words very carefully. And I I, I know what they do. I, I know some of the people who do it for a living. They don't even believe sometimes in what they're doing, a few of them. Most of them are all in. But they never bother to inform their viewers that, oh, by the way, what we just told you has been discredited. They just report the story and they craft their words in ways that they're not caught misleading, quote unquote, the public, but by virtue of omitting certain things, they do in fact mislead the public. So On so many levels, this is so corrupt and unacceptable. Jared Stepman, he wrote an article for the Daily Signal about this. That's a kind of an arm of the Heritage Foundation. He said, following the release of the pictures, the Biden administration went into full-on disinformation mode with the help of the media allies. That's exactly true. He said, to see people treated like they did, horses barely running over, people being strapped. Biden said to the Border Patrol agents, it's outrageous. I promise these people. And so on, he repeats what Biden said. The problem with this is, and one of the results of this is, they have now canceled the horse division of, of this. I understand they may have put it back in 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 play now, but it was for a while uh, canceled. The problem with this is that the horses actually are the best tool, the best thing to use horseback in most of these areas along our southern border. All of these guys are saying that. They would know they're there. I mean, I don't know. I'm not down there. But I believe them. I mean, it makes sense. Horses perform particularly well in peculiar and different conditions of the southern border. They're more useful off-road. I mean, if you're trying to save the planet, they do less damage to the environment than, you know, jeeps and four wheels drive things running around all over burning (laughs) fossil fuel. But with less environmental impact and reduced carbon you would think, no, this would be, we want everybody to ride horses. Oh, no. It is so selective. The whole ideology of the left is so selective and so based on perception and how I feel. The whole thing, whether it's transgenderism, I feel like I might be a woman today. Oh, really? Yes. Well, your voice is kind of low. Well, we could fix that. Sad doesn't matter what it is, whether it's the border, the economy, the culture, human sexuality, gender. It doesn't matter what it is. There's always that destructive wrecking ball of progressivism. We're making progress. When I hear somebody say, uh, Kamala Harris has said that 10 million times, I think, since she got her job as vice president. We're making progress. That scares the fire out of me when I hear those people say they're making progress. I hope it scares you as well. Hey, thanks for being with me today, and thanks for hearing my heart. A lot is going on in our country, but I will tell you, there is an answer. Jesus Christ is the answer to all of the problems that we face in our culture, and let us never lose sight of that. God is in control. His Son, Jesus Christ, is our Savior. We can be saved, we can be redeemed, restored, and reborn 
through Christianity and our acceptance of Jesus Christ. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.